0: Hey, what's up? Cody Birch here. Welcome to the podcast today. I've got a special guest. Her name is Donna Clark, and she's got a really interesting story that she shares of how one of her clients got 5,000 people to register for a free online event, and she didn't use any ads. Now, she wanted to see if this was a bit of a fluke, and so she did it again, and she got 3,500 people to sign up for that free online event. So like some of my favorite interviews on the podcast, Donna and I brainstormed some ideas of what this might look like for me. And it really got my wheels turning and I'm excited to share with you coming up in the next couple of weeks of the outcome of this conversation today with Donna. I really enjoyed our chat. She's super smart at marketing and promotion and creating a really cool experience online with a really, really unique idea that I literally have never heard done before. So I know you'll enjoy this chat with Donna and let's get to the interview. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. Hey, before we go to the interview today, I wanted to make sure you knew about my newest workshop. It's called the Laidback Launch Workshop, and it's something that I am really, really proud of because when you go to launch your next program, course, membership, mastermind, whatever it is, you can get kind of bogged down in the details. And the temptation is to go ahead and build the thing and... Plan a big launch and get JVs and affiliates. And it's actually the opposite of that that I teach in the Laid Back Launch Workshop. We talk about how to validate your idea before you even build it, how to get your first few customers, and how to build social proof and momentum towards a big spotlight launch in the future, should you choose to do that. So to check out the Laid Back Launch Workshop, just go to codybirch.com slash laidback. All right, we now welcome to the podcast, Donna Clark. Donna, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing terrific. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. We are fellow uh, Texans. I grew up in the state of Texas and we were talking before we hit record, I grew up not not too far from uh, where you're located right now. So thanks for taking the time to jump on. You definitely piqued my interest with the story that you're going to share today. But before we jump into your secret traffic strategies that you use to grow a big email list, uh, tell us a bit about your business and the types of customers you serve.
1: Sure. So, um, I'm Donna and I am what I call myself an online producer. So, a lot of people in the online space might refer this to um, as an integrator or an online business manager. But basically, I help creative online entrepreneurs gain momentum in their business by taking away that stress of the online setup, the tech, and the marketing strategy so that they can stay in their zone of creative genius and make that bigger impact in the world that they want to do.
0: Awesome. And how does that take uh, practical forms? Do you have courses, memberships, done-for-you services, coaching? What does that look like?
1: Well, at the moment, it's just one-on-one clients for me. Okay. And um, But there's some other things in the works.
0: Okay. Got it. I was curious. There's so many different business models. And so, um, yeah, but that's I always ask, because mainly because I'm curious. Uh, and I want to learn more about how people are helping people and what their models look like. So one-on-one online producer, integrator uh, role. And then what are the things that you help them with? Uh, Is it, in my head, I'm always helping people with click funnels and Facebook ads and connecting their Facebook pixels and connecting that to their autoresponder. Is it that type of integration or is it something else?
1: Um, It is that kind of integration. And it's really um, more of a you know right hand partnership type of relationship so basically like for instance one of my clients that we're going to talk about today so she's an artist and she has an art membership and so we worked together and when we first started having a conversation she just said to me i yeah i'll do this online stuff but all i want to do is paint mm-hmm. and so i said okay cool cuz i'll take care of all the other stuff in the background <laughs>
0: Nice. When my wife was thinking about her uh, company, she has an event production uh, company and we were coming up with the tagline. Like, how do we explain this to people? Cause they, they, everything you just said is a lot of people go through when it comes to doing an in-person event. Um, and she said, we finally ended up on simply speak. So she's like, we just simply speak. Like you just show up and you speak, that's it. I'll do everything else. Are you going to do the refreshments? Yeah, I got the refreshments. What about the temperature in the room? I got that. What about if they run out of water, I'll, I'll handle that too. What about the name cards and the, and the, the, the placards and their seats and the welcome gifts. Yep. I got all that. All you have to do is speak. And it sounds like you have that simplicity as well. Like you do what you love. I'll handle all the stuff that doesn't bring you joy or energy and you go out and serve people. Is that right?
1: That is exactly it.
0: Nice. Okay, got it. All right. So what is the story? Give me the headline first, because when you told it to me, like, what, what happened here?
1: Well, basically, um, my headline is supersize your email list with an online event. Mm-hmm. And what we did was we did a free online event that garnered, um, the first time we did it, we garnered over 5,000 registrations. Um, and the second time we did it, we thought, well, was that a fluke? Can we repeat this again? And we we had made it a smaller event, and we still um, were able to garner th- over 3,500 people to come to the event.
0: What what kind of event was it? I think is it a webinar? Was it a challenge? Was it a workshop? Was it a what was it like?
1: Yeah, so um so a little backstory. So here was I was with my client and she was wanting to launch her membership again, but basically we had exhausted her immediate audience. So I said, okay, look, I don't want to go through a whole bunch of stuff if we're really not reaching any new people. So I think that we need to grow this email list. We need to grow your audience before we launch again. So that was the thing. We sort of like, you know, put the pause on the launch and kind of sitting around going, okay. How are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to get this email list to grow really fast? And so, um, as it turned out, it was March of last year, so the world shut down. Mm-hmm. And at that point, um, I don't know. I woke up one morning, super early on a Sunday, and my business—I uh, mean, my my client—she's over in the Pacific um, time zone, so she's two hours behind me. And so, I woke up super early and, and I had this idea, and I was like, okay. I can either wait for a few hours, you know, so she gets up and I can run this by her or I can just run with it. And so my idea was a 24-hour art party. It was going to be a free event that 24 artists, 24 hours. So artists in watercolor, acrylic, um, all sorts of different mixed media. And I, from that moment, I initially reached out to some other artists people in the online space that I knew. And I thought, okay, if this is a quick yes from them, then we're doing it. And it was, I got yes after yes, after yes, after yes to participate. And um, we we had a really quick turnaround because I, re- I wanted to get it out there fast because I knew that with the lockdown of the world, people were getting stressed. I mean, things were happening and they didn't know what was happening. And so this would be a great release for people to just step away from the world for 24 hours and just get lost in their art. And so within two weeks, we put this big event together and had over 5,000 people participate.
0: And it went 24 hours from midnight to midnight or what what was the schedule?
1: Yeah, I think we started at like um, eight o'clock Pacific time and then went to the next eight o'clock morning.
0: Amazing. And yeah. how did the what was the what was the actual d- delivery? So if I wanted to take part in this event, I registered for free, right? It was free.
1: Yes, registered for free, but they had to sign up through um, uh, our opt in, right? And that took them to an email that gave them the private Facebook group. So that's where it all happened. It was in a private Facebook group, and everything was, as far as the um, uh, uh, the participant, the experts, uh, they we did not do anything live because I have a television background and I thought, you know what? I don't want to, I don't know all of these people that well. So I don't know what if they don't show up, you know, and I just didn't want to put the live thing um, too much stress. So I said, okay, it can be, just send me a, a a taped video class that you, it could be something you've done already. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to make it up, um, just make it easy. And so that's what we did. And we just, I just, you know, was in the background compiling all that and then just basically scheduled everybody as they came in. If somebody um, was the first person to um, send in their stuff, then they were the first person that got logged in at nine o'clock that morning.
0: And you just played the video, like through eCam or through? I'm, I'm hung up on the text. right? it's how my brain always works. What? How did you play? So basically, yeah. So videos?
1: basically, all we did was we um, pre-scheduled everything as a Facebook post. So mm-hmm. um, I could take and I could take their video, upload it, and pre-schedule it to you know whatever their time zone was, and then it would populate at that time.
0: That is super smart. I I was thinking. I, I've I've been a part of. A, I had a client once. He did a live stream. I think he went like. The first time he did it, he went maybe three hours, I think. And and it was fine. And he did it again. He went like 10 hours. And that was after I had left the, that client. I wasn't working with him anymore. And I don't know how he did it, but it was it was actually live. Like he would schedule you oh. from 3 to 3.15 and me from 3.15 to 3.30. And of course, throughout the day, he had dozens, maybe even 100 speakers um, in a specific niche, solving a specific problem. But of course, his schedule got backed up, his team was freaking out, and like, <laughs> h- how do we get, you know, Donna's not on yet, but she's supposed to go live in two minutes, or Cody's going 30 minutes late, how do we bump uh, this other person coming in? And it was just crazy. So when you said 24-hour party, I thought it was more like that. That sounds way more doable. Get the videos ahead of time, schedule the posts. It feels, um, it's very buzzworthy, like it's very uh, gimmicky sounds negative. I don't mean negative, but it's a it's a great PR stunt to to say, and the actual mechanics are way more doable than, than it might first seem. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, for sure. And that's, that's, that's exactly my thought. It was like, well, you know, cause my client was, she loves to go live, but I said, okay, you can go live and you can kick it off and then you can bookend it at the, at the end of the event so that you're, you know, hosting it basically. But, um, everybody else in between, we didn't have to, we didn't have to stay up through the night to, you know, monitor everything because we just weren't going to do that
0: yeah and was it a pop-up facebook group or was it um already did you already have an existing group
1: no it was a pop-up group
0: gotcha okay this is amazing i've never heard that done before i've heard thousands of marketing ideas but never this one this is super interesting so uh the question in all of our minds is how the heck did you get five thousand people and then 3500 people without spending money on ads how'd you get the attention
1: yeah. So the key was um, the experts that were uh, participating as the artists, the, the instructors, and the teachers. They were all. I mean, they they had to agree to also promote this event. Um, the first event, we did not do any ads at all. The second event, um, we just we had a few a few dollars to spend, so we did. But it that that's not what got people there. Um, what gets people there is all the other, you know, the 23 other artists that were sharing this event with everybody. And I, and I do think that timing was key. I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, the beginnings of COVID and the lockdown, I think people were looking for something like this.
0: Yeah. So that, yeah, that's awesome. I still don't try to do the math in my head. How did, how did you get to 5,000? So they had to promote it. What was that promotion strategy? Like it's easy to post on social media. Next level would be your client does a Facebook live or Instagram live or YouTube live, or some kind of organic content with them on their page or something like that. How did you get enough attention where 5,000 people signed up? What was that promotional strategy? Like
1: well, I got to tell you, if I'm really honest, it was a knee jerk. Like, let's just get this done because I said we did this within two weeks, so it was really just a bootstrapping. Everybody email your list. Everybody email, and some of these people had some pretty hefty lists, so that was helpful. Yeah. Um, and so, and and then my client was just, you know, she was she was definitely working her list um, every day. Work, you know, leading up to it. But other people were being very gracious in sharing it. And we had all sorts of... What was interesting is that, you know, in the art space, there's some old school people that have been around for years and years and years. And there's some newer, younger, fresher talent. And so we just had this amazing um, mix of all sorts of different kind of artists. Artists that have been around, you know, forever. And then some of these newers. And so it was just... I don't know, it was just very appealing to a lot of people, obviously.
0: Yeah. And I think for people listening, including myself, I don't think we should get too hung up on the numbers because I don't, I don't think I have a sphere of influence that big that could get 5,000 humans to pay attention for, for a week. And that's maybe a limiting belief. That's a different, a different podcast episode. But um, so, but regardless, this structure is really interesting to, it's a kind of a fresh twist on a summit idea. I've hosted one summit in the past. I've spoken at several summits. The last summit I spoke at was happening live and she would interview live speakers two or three times a day for about two weeks. And then if you bought a a summit or like a free, I think maybe a free summit. But if you upgrade to VIP, you got an event ticket for her live event happening in the future. And then that ended up being enormous. My point is she used a free summit. How she pulled off the summit was live interviews over a 14-day period. I like this way more. It's way more intense, way more focused. I know you're not, I haven't heard you call it a summit yet and, and it's okay. You don't have to because um, it's kind of different, but it's a really cool spin on that same idea of how do I get other experts that people might want to learn from in my expertise to pay attention for a little bit, like 24 hours in your case, and promote it ahead of time, get them all enrolled in the vision of what it can be. And how I always think of summits or other speakers is there's typically A-level speakers that may be too fancy and they don't want to promote your thing to their list or something. I I understand that. But if you get a lot of B people that are willing to promote and say, look, I'm part of this cool thing with all these A-level people, And they'll gladly promote and in some cases run traffic or send emails or something like that. And then sometimes there's some C-level people that have killer content. Like maybe the best painter on your 24-hour thing might not have been the best teacher and Mm -hmm. might not have had the biggest list, but their content is just amazing. And when you merge those together, that's how I teach people to do a summit. Did you have a structure kind of like that where, I don't know, you had some... I don't like using A-listers publicly. I never say that to people's face. But did you have some anchor people that were familiar to... Your target demographic that were like, oh, they're going to be there. I would love to jump on and learn from them for 24 hours. Did you spread it out that way, or how did that go?
1: Yeah. So, um, so my client has um, contacts from sort of you know years past, um, which are some different. They're they're online, but they're they're not necessarily huge online influencers. And then I knew some people from. Um, the online space that had uh, memberships and courses and different things and they were killing it and you know i reached out to them and said would you guys be interested and they were to me those were some pretty decent a players and and they immediately said yes how do i do it as long as it's easy can, you know and so that's that's exactly what it was it's like we and we also reached out to some kind of blind super a player type people. And, you know, we didn't get a response and that's okay because we obviously didn't need them. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, um, a mix of a lot of different type of people. And, you know, the whole gist was let's, let's expose people to all this different talent that is out there. And, um, and that's what happened, you know, um, you know, Certainly, we picked up people for my client that you know follow only her or follow you know her type of teaching and her type of projects. but um, I know that you know the, the other people got um, exposed to people they've never heard of before.
0: Yeah, I wonder how this would play in a non-artistic space because in my head, it's a lot of um, benevolence and people that love art and love being creative and they want to help. I'm trying to think how this might apply to a business space to do a 24-hour. I don't know. The worst idea I have so far is a 24-hour ad writing challenge where I bring in 24 different copywriters and they write a great ad in an hour. And we have fitness ads and health ads and physical product ads and e-commerce ads. I don't think it's a very good idea, but you got to start somewhere. I wonder how that would translate. Have you ever done this again? Or what are your thoughts, I guess, if you're not in an arts or or creative kind of space?
1: Well, um, since this has worked, so I have another client that's actually, she's just starting out with her membership and she's a baker. And um, I've been having a hard time kind of, because the same thing is like, okay, we're going to do like a 24 hour bake off or something, you know, where all these different bakers come and do stuff, but I'm really having a hard time kind of finding that right mix of people. So, what my next idea is actually, and it's, well, it's not going to be until the holiday time, probably in October, but to do more of a, I don't know whether you call it a vertical um, kind of a mix up where it's, you know, decor and tablescapes and flower arrangements and holiday baking and cooking and everything that kind of like you know, is all around the holidays, hmm. not necessarily just baking. That can, that can be a component, but maybe all these other things that people do to get ready for the holidays.
0: I think that is a great idea, and you should definitely run with that. That is that is super smart. I think I got to get out of my zone of funnel building. I, I feel like I bought some. Um, funnel related, like March madness. It's not, it wasn't like funnel madness.com. I bought some like domain that seemed like that, like funnel tournament.com or something Uh and trying to think of how to ever turn that into something where it even is like this, where it's, I don't even know what, I mean, two, two, you know, two funnel, but I can't even, I can't even think. One of my favorite sayings is it's not that I've, um, I thought I don't have enough good ideas. It's that I haven't had enough bad ideas yet. So I try to get those twenty bad ideas out of the way, and then a good <laughs> idea usually comes after that. So I'll stop trying to have a good idea here uh, during our chat. I got to get through twenty or so more bad ideas. But I just love the idea of a twenty-four hour. I love the the PR stunt element as well. Again, I don't mean that with any negativity. I mean it with only respect.
1: No, I it was my, it was totally yeah. I get it. No, I take that you know as an, a compliment because that was the hook for me. Like it was like to call it a summit. You know, I knew I'd seen summits. I'd seen this and I was like, okay, this is not a summit. You know, this has got to be something airier and more fun and, you know, whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. My, my last attempt at this, I, um, I launched a course in April, 2018 and it didn't go well. I didn't have any list. In other words, I sold zero, you know, tried a couple webinars and made no sales and thought, that's because nobody knows about me. So I'll build, I'll prove the funnel was called the, or the, course was called The One Hour Funnel. It's what my book is about. It's how to build a funnel quickly. And that market at the time, I was trying to go after people who knew what Click Funnels were, but they found like it was difficult. Like, well, I'll show you how to do it quickly. And uh, wrong hook in hindsight. Now it's a funny story we can laugh about. Mm-hmm. However, in May, after the course launch flopped to be a live webinar, I did, I called it funnel a day in May. And every night around six o'clock, I would go live on Facebook and build a funnel live. I built, cause I had to build a bunch anyways. So I had to build mine and like an opt-in funnel, webinar funnel, whatever. And then I ran out of funnels and thought, well, I build some for my friends and built one for Mike and Allison and my friends. And then I thought, well, I'm, now I'm running out of these. It's, you know, May 9th and I'm out of funnels to build. So I put the call out and said, hey, every night I'm building funnels. I usually charge a couple thousand bucks for this, but go here and apply. And I'm gonna try to pick somebody out of the crowd to, you know, I'll build your funnel for you in an hour and be a very simple intake form. So I'd read the intake form. Okay. That makes sense. They're in this kind of market there. Here's the, who they serve, the pain points they feel. And I'd flip my camera on and say, Hey, welcome to today's episode of funnel a day in May. Today we're doing one for Donna. It looks like Donna's doing a 24 hour paint party. Crazy idea. Let's build the funnel. And I'd build it all out in click funnels and then send it to him afterwards. It it kind of put me on the map. It didn't like blow up, but it was a fun PR stunt. That's how I categorize it in my head. It was this, the best impersonation of like a PT Barnum. Look at me. Did you hear what Cody's doing? Did you hear Donna's doing a 24 hour paint party? Like it's such a cool, easy to refer. It's interesting. It's remarkable. It's worth telling your friends about. And, uh, Yeah. Good job. Good job. It's really interesting. I'm going to go do one.
1: Well, I like your, I like your thing that you just I need to bring it back every May. I should bring it back.
0: I should bring it back Uh, a lot. And there's also a lot of goodwill in my head. I thought I need to get, I need to get like, if I I built some for some charities and built one for like a single mom, I was like, who could use this? They couldn't afford, they couldn't afford to pay me or pay somebody like me. you know, it's not that easy, but if they have a a charity or they have a a donation or they have something like that, let's build one. So I should make that an annual thing. It's a lot of work. 31 funnels in 31 days. Um, but maybe I will. So question on your stuff, you don't have to share the full details of, I'm assuming big old registration thing is a big, huge win. And there were many high fives and hugs passed around. What was she offering on the back end? Was it a course or a membership or a coaching? What were those 5,000 people to do when they were done with the party?
1: Yeah. So after the party, we sort of let the dust settle for a couple of weeks so that we could nurture our new people that was coming into our world. But we did have a um, $10 challenge that was um, like two two or three weeks later. And so um, then we were able to really get some qualified leads coming into that $10 challenge, which now has become, that's our launch strategy because we converted um, from the $10 challenge into the membership at 30%.
0: Gotcha. So free paint party. And then a few weeks later, there was a paid challenge, right? And then membership, is that right? Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. And the paid challenge is, you know, it's just my client. It's just, you know, her thing doing her deal, but the engagement ends up being off the charts because everybody gets in there. They're super excited. And, um, they just get so excited about it, so it's it's and then it's a natural lead into the membership open cart.
0: That's really interesting. And then, how did the second one go? What was the time difference between the first uh, paint party with five thousand registrations and the second? Did you just recycle the same old content? Uh, oh no, as you get new, you got, So you got new people in, and it was the same thing—a twenty-four hour paint party with three and a half. No, well, see, we
1: yeah, we decided um, twenty-four hours. That was a lot. <laughs> so we're like, let's just do twelve hours this time. <laughs> gotcha. So but we 12, did 12, 12 hours and, and uh, some of some repeaters, but some new ones.
0: Cool. And then same strategy, you did that to a paid exact. challenge to a membership? Yep. What was the time gap between the first one and the second one? I'm just curious. How much room did you give it to breathe?
1: Uh, let's see. We did the first one in March and then we did the second one in August.
0: Gotcha. That is so interesting. Um, well, I, this is giving me ideas. It makes me want to go try something like this for my for my business. Because in my head, even back to my funnel a day in May thing, I did, I did nothing. I mean, it got me some clients, it got me some recognition. It got me some goodwill in the in the world. But then last summer, the summer of 2020, I thought, you know what, I've got these. 31 funnel templates I built two years ago. I'm not using them. They're sitting in my ClickFunnels account. They're not live, like they, you know, they're they're like templates. I'm not. There's no Stripe account connected. There's no email autoresponder connected. I'm just going to sell these. And so I I put them. I put up a SamCart page. And I made it a pay what you want deal where you got all 31 funnels for actually, to be honest, four of them I thought were kind of trash. They were just kind of, they just weren't very good. Um, so I was 27 funnels for at least a dollar. You can name your price. And then there were some upsells and do uh, that funnel, and it generated a quick five figures in revenue for me in about six oh, weeks with nice. digital dust I created. And with that in mind, like I'm thinking, you have these really cool assets. That you could now use as a bonus, like the a 24-hour paint party as a bonus for, I don't know, there's always reasons to get bonuses. If you pay annually in my membership, I'll give you this 24-hour paint party. If you pay, you know, if you pay in full, if you pay a lifetime, if you you know join the fast acting bonus or the first 10 people or hundred people to sign up, they get the paint party. Like you have this asset, you could make a really cool searchy playlist or a really cool actually that'd yeah. be interesting too. If that you make it searchy, now they're keyword searchable. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. I did that with my, those funnel of days. May I, I have 31 hours of content I dropped in searchy and they're now being transcribed or they are now transcribed. If you want to search through, like, I don't know, Order Bump, you know, you could find this is interesting, Donna. We're getting, yes, a, it getting is. We're interesting. <laughs> These calls, by the way, are like half me asking you questions and then half you and I brainstorming evil schemes on how to help more people and grow businesses. So,
1: I well, think I think it's, it's yeah. good. I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that's why I think this um, little series that you're doing is, is, really brilliant because there's so many people that, you know, yeah, Facebook ads, Facebook ads, but you know, what else, you know, what else can you do?
0: Yeah. And, and to this, we can kind of close the conversation with this. It seems like the takeaways are, I love this idea of a, of a remarkable, easy to refer, easy to talk about PT Barnum style, 12 hour thing or 24 hour thing, uh, 31 funnels a day in May or whatever and that people can share and talk about. And then second is enroll those people participating in your publicity stunt, all due respect, and and enroll them in the vision of what you're trying to create. That's why I think it's so cool with artists or with bakers or with creative people they want more people to like the thing in October is going to be, you know, warm up the holidays and have more confidence and more fun and more connection and more creativity. And imagine when the, the kids come to the Thanksgiving table and say, Mom, how'd you do this? And, you, and you'll look back and smile and say, well, it was all part of this thing I did in October to get ready for the holidays. It's an emotion tied to mm-hmm. the outcome of the, the PR stunt. But if you enroll those people in the vision and say, hey, I'm trying to make the holidays better for about 5,000 people, and you're really good at making handmade napkin rings, can you teach that on this thing that I'm doing so people can have a really cool Thanksgiving? It'll expose people to your brand and help people have a more memorable holiday and something that they're really proud of and photo worthy, and they'll talk about it for years to come. If you're (laughs) cool with that vision, can you sign up for this and sign up here and what's your content? We'll tell you how it works. You also got to email your list about it and tell people about it. Love your content. Love your Instagram. Love your Pinterest boards about this. I'd love to have you on. We have, we have one spot left for napkin ring, custom designer person, <laughs> and it'd be really fun. So like, that's the takeaway I'm hearing is if I believe that, I don't know, Facebook ads can change the world and did a 24 hour Facebook ad writing summit or whatever, not summit a, light. What'd you call it? What was the noun? A live stream, a party. You called it a party,
1: art party. the art party,
0: uh, an ad writing party. is such a bad idea. But if I went forward with that, <laughs> if I enroll people in the vision, like, no, this, this thing we're working on can change the world, help people's dreams come to life help them express their ideas in the marketplace, help more people be exposed to their good ideas so they can have more freedom. Are you cool with that? Like, do you want to be part of this vision that I have via this party that I'm going to be hosting? And here's the the mechanics of it. I'm trying to wrap up our thing, our, our, this amazing idea you gave me, my head is spinning in a, in a palatable takeaway for people that are considering using a strategy like this to get, mm-hmm. Maybe not five thousand. Maybe they get five hundred people. Maybe they get fifty thousand people. I don't know. Um, what are your tips or takeaways? I guess for somebody who's thinking, I think I want to try this. I want to. I want to do a twenty-four hour party uh, promoted by the people that are taking part in the party.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, um, just if you're thinking about it, just try it. And all, it's it, all it takes is to. Reach out to people that you know, even people that you don't know um, in the space and see if they're up for collaborating in something like that. Um, I think most people are. Willing, um, especially if they don't have to do all the work. Um, If you're the engine that's that's putting this all together and you make it easy for them, uh, that's the key. Because uh, for this, it was you know they were like, oh, what do we have to do? Do I have to create something new? Do I have no, no, no? Just give me something you already got. I don't care. Just give it to me and I'll take it from there. So um, that was really the key. Is and and the other the thing of it too, Cody, is that you know, it's kind of like when somebody says, you know, how long does it take to, um, I don't know, plan a wedding? Well, how long have you got? Because that's how long it takes. Right. So if you have two weeks, that's how long it'll take. And we, like, we purposefully just said, we we want to get this up as fast as possible because people were freaking out all, across the world. So, um, so it took us two weeks, but mm-hmm. if, if we plan it out four months, oh my gosh, the whole thing will drag, drag, drag. I wouldn't recommend that either.
0: Yeah, I was chatting with somebody today and, in, in uh, Facebook Messenger and they were doing a, I call, I call it a laid back launch. They were doing a like a founding member launch thing. And she's like, yeah, it's, uh, I just posted about today and doing a workshop in like six weeks. I was like, wow, that's a long, that's a long runway. I gave myself 10 days because I got to, I got the other stuff to do. I got to get going. Yeah. So I, I like that, that it'll take as long as, it'll take as much time as you have uh, to get it done. I'm a big believer in that as well. So, This has been super interesting, super uh, practical, great takeaways, great story. This is an amazing case study you have, Donna. Uh, Where do people go to find out more about you and to look at your services and ways you can help them?
1: Sure. Um, I'm at BackstageBusinessBoss.com.
0: Awesome. I will put that link in the show notes. And Donna, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. This was amazing.
1: Thank you, Cody. I enjoyed it.